room in the building tonight. It feels like morning time in the building tonight. Somebody ought to rejoice because the sun is about to shine again. Somebody ought to give him praise because the clouds are about to part. Hey! Somebody clap your hands and give him a praise in this house. Hallelujah! Woo! Somebody ought to testify and let hell know tonight. I might be crying right now, but in a few more hours, my tears of joy are about to turn in to rejoicing. Somebody in the building ought to lift your voice and declare the word of the Lord in this place. I'm going to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Because weeping may endure for a night, but devil joy is coming in the morning. And it's almost morning time. Just a few more hours. Just a few more days. And a new day is about to... I wish somebody would shout on a Tuesday night. Woo! Hey! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I wish you would look at the most grumpy person you could find standing next to you. Turn your frown upside down Cause joy isn't coming Joy is here I said joy isn't coming How do you know that? Cause the Bible says That the kingdom of God Is neither meat nor drink But it's righteousness Peace And joy In the Holy Ghost when the Spirit of God shows up, it brings joy with it. When the Holy Ghost moves, and I got news for the enemy. Because when the joy comes, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I may have went through a moment of weakness, uh, but I feel the joy of the Lord uh, surging in my spirit tonight. Uh, somebody may have walked in this place uh, feeling down and out, uh, but I feel uh, some getting up strength uh, on a Tuesday night. Uh, somebody's rising uh, to the Somebody, come on. Come on, you ain't seen your best days yet. You haven't lived your greatest victories yet. You haven't experienced your greatest blessing. Somebody ought to give him praise in this. Woo! 
say this joy I have the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away one songwriter said joy joy oh great joy 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 down in my seat. Oh, babies don't even know that song. Sweet, beautiful, soul-saving joy. Oh, joy, joy in my soul. Come on, turn to your neighbor, tell him. Joy, joy, come on. Oh, great joy. Y'all ought to make it quiet. Joy, joy. Down in my soul, sweet, beautiful soul. Come on, let me hear you. your neighbor on your way back this seat tell him ain't nobody mad but the devil ain't nobody mad but the devil ain't nobody mad but the devil Woo. soul saving power joy tonight. Give God another hand clap of praise in this house. Amen. 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 I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I didn't wait till the band got stirred up. I was happy just when they talked about coming to church tonight. I got excited just thinking about coming to church tonight. Anybody else feel that way? That's why I entered into his gates uh, with thanksgiving. Uh, I didn't wait here to get it. I brought it with me. Uh, that's why I entered into his courts uh, with... That's why I'm going to be thankful unto him uh, and bless his holy name. Woo! Hallelujah. How many of you know you got to start having church before you start having church? Anybody else ever figured that out? You got to roll up out of the bed in the morning with your mind on a move of God. That way when the devil tries to pop his head up and mess up your role, you just tell him not today, devil. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be not mad in it, not bad in it, but I'm going to be It's the day he made. You didn't give it to me. He gave it to me. Ooh, I'm not the preacher tonight, but there's some anointing up in this house tonight. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment.
I want to take a brief opportunity, even on a Tuesday night, to say what a privilege and an honor it is to have every one of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord. Rock Church, would you help me make some crazy noise? We can do better than that. Help me welcome all of our guests into the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. If this is your first time here in the house of the Lord, we want you to know that we are so delighted to have you here and the way we feel about it is that you are only a guest for five minutes. After that, you're just at home here at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. So I want to tell you, welcome home tonight. Amen. Amen. We're so grateful. How many of you were blessed by what the Lord did here on Sunday? Was anybody absolutely blessed? What a tremendous touch and hand of God that was on us. This past Sunday, we celebrated our 25-year church anniversary, our 10th pastoral anniversary. We had such a great time of fellowship, and, and uh, Bishop Elder absolutely brought the word of the Lord to us on Sunday. Amen. I've been feasting on that all the beginning of this week. And when the Holy Ghost was finished, Julia was baptized in Jesus' name, came out of the water speaking in tongues as God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I think we ought to give God some praise for that tonight. There were two or three others that received the Holy Ghost in the altars uh, Sunday morning. I think we ought to give God a praise for that tonight. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. And there is there's no telling what could happen before we leave this place tonight. Amen. And I did not have an opportunity to do it. Uh, this Sunday, and I, I didn't want to let much more time slip uh, before I made a couple of very special welcomes. Amen. We want to welcome, as a brand new member of the Rock Church, Brother A.J. Mitchell tonight. He's hiding over there in the back. Probably didn't even want me to say his name. Would you wave your hand at us, Brother A.J.? Come on. This is an incredible young man, Sister Kisa Mitchell's son, who just relocated here. We are so excited. God brought him to the Rock Church. Amen, somebody. Welcome, Brother AJ. We love you. We're excited that you're here. And, uh, and then I want to make a great big welcome. He, he's been uh, visiting over the past several weeks and couple of months. And uh, the Lord saw fit in, in only a way that he can to open an incredible door. But we want to welcome now to his new home, Brother Dale Whitmire tonight, who is officially relocated to Fort Myers. Would you help me give God a praise and welcome him tonight? Love Brother Dale Whitmire, and uh, we're so excited uh, that he's here in Fort Myers, Florida, and uh, somebody had to come to keep the, the whole family in line, and and so he volunteered for the job. <laughs> Amen. We're excited that he's here. And, uh, and then we have somebody else who was here on Sunday that I didn't have a chance to welcome. And actually, they've been coming to church a little over nine months. But they made their first appearance in front of your eyes on Sunday. And that is little uh, baby Ezra J. Bearfield, who is in the house tonight. Would you help me give God a praise for this awesome little man? <laughs> he, I, he, you don't even look like the same baby I saw two weeks ago. I, 
He's, he's just morphing and changing. And he is one of the cutest little guys I have ever met in my life. And uh, we are so excited that, uh, that he's finally here. Congratulations to Brother Alden, Sister Wanalee Bearfield. And uh, we just are in love already with this little man. Amen. And, uh, and then I wanted to also say what a privilege to have my mother with us this last week. Would you help me give God some praise for Sister Alice Garcia? This is my mama. All them whippings that I tell y'all about in my storytelling, that's, there she is right there, the whipping giver. Hey, <laughs> amen. And I thank God for every one of them I received. Amen. <laughs> amen. We love her and, uh, and uh, so good. Uh, to have this incredible family, I, 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 their name slipped my mind all the way from Baton Rouge visiting us tonight. Would you help me give them a great big welcome into the house of the Lord? Brother, charge that to my head and not my heart. And uh, But we're so delighted to have this incredible family visiting with us tonight. And I don't know about you, but I came with great expectation in my spirit tonight. There is just no telling what God has for us. Stand with me, if you would, all over this house. Uh, we, we, are, we are so doubly honored tonight to have uh, back with us tonight my, my bishop, my pastor, my father in the gospel, my dad, Bishop Paul Elder, and Lady Lori Elder. What a triple honor to have her in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Uh, I love them so so much, and uh, and and we would love if she feels like saying anything, she can come and take the mic. Now she can preach, y'all. She can preach, and, uh, and and we we love her and so very much. And Bishop, thank you for for pouring your heart into us on Sunday. What a word from God! We're excited to hear what God has for us tonight. I love you, and I'm so excited to have you in the house of the Lord. Put your hands together one more time. Give God a great big praise. Come on, help me give God a great big praise as he comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us. We go back even further when Sister Williams was our organ player, and we worked on it. When I think... Of how he brought me through. You ought to know this. And how, how the Lord changed my life. My soul, anybody old enough to remember this? My soul gets overwhelmed. I have joy, 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 unspeakable joy. Might have to get First Lady up here and show us how to do it again. I don't even know if she can play it anymore. I bet she can. Anybody got joy? Y'all standing there looking at me like a mule looking at a new game. Joy unspeakable is what Peter wrote and full of glory. See, some people think that joy is happiness. There's a world of difference between happiness and joy. Happiness comes from an old English word called happenstance. 
and you only feel good because what's happening in your life and if good things are happening then you're happy but joy comes from God joy is an attribute of the Holy Ghost joy is strength in the middle of weakness joy is faith and believe in God when it looks like all hope is gone joy is shouting the victory when you just feel like crying in defeat because it comes from God that's why the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 12 therefore with joy shall you draw water joy's the bucket some of you need to go back and pick up the bucket Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the well. Somebody slap a neighbor right now and tell him how you are so full of the joy of the Lord. Woo. I need some Douglas Miller fans around here. Praise God. Well, I want to say how absolutely thrilled and delighted I am to be here again tonight and to be with Bishop and First Lady. You know, Brother Williams, we, we have the work up in Greeley now. And so for a long time, the people up there didn't know what to call Sister Mimo because we have Brother Jeffrey that's pastor and then Sister Caitlin's first lady. So they come up with a great name. She's first Mimo. So I guess I'm just really delighted first Mimo's traveling with me. Y'all need to thank God she's traveling with me. She keeps me in line and she can preach, let me tell you. You ought to hear some of the messages I preached when nobody else is listening or what she's preached to me. Praise God. And I want to say thank you for all the kindness, the basket. Thank you for whoever made that basket. I know I'm not supposed to have all that sugar and all that stuff, but thank you for putting it in there. That has made my life so full of joy this week. <laughs> The kindness and the hospitality has just been off the charts. We love Brother and Sister Williams so much. I want to I want to add another chapter to that story. You hear Brother Williams say that if there were no Paul Elder, there would be no Randy Williams. But I also want to put on there that if there were no Barbara Williams, there would be no Randy Williams. <laughs> It's amazing how God puts us together and makes a team out of us, makes us one. And Satan wants to do his best to destroy relationships like this. And in marriages, you have to, if you're waiting for me to preach, I am now preaching. You have to fight for your marriage.
Good marriages don't just happen. You have to fight for it. If you're going to be a, a good husband, sir, you got to work at it. Because men by nature are selfish. Ah, now some of you just backing off right now. You need to, you need to tell yourself that man is telling the truth about me. We are selfish by nature. I have Bible to prove that. Philippians chapter two says, all men seek their own and not the things of Christ. I lost all my shouters. So brother, if we're gonna be the man that God calls us to be, we gotta fight for it. How many of you understand that sacrifice and generosity is not a natural part of the human nature. Sacrifice and generosity is super natural. And if you're gonna have it in your life, you gotta work at it. You gotta pray and you gotta go to God and you gotta say, God, I've gotta be the man that you call me to be. I gotta be the husband that you call me to be. I gotta be the father that you call me to be. Praise God. And the part of that that makes that so complete is the female side of that. Somebody said, well, you need to get in touch with your female side of you. Well, I try to touch her all the time, but she just gets irritated with me trying. Hey, you guys put me on a time schedule Sunday night, so you're in trouble tonight. <laughs> you see the male side of me here? That's the female side of me. And when God put Brother and Sister Williams together, he had an ultimate plan. And, and the fruit of that is obvious. God doesn't make mistakes, does he? Praise God. Well, these lights are shining in my eyes. I can't see if you're agreeing with me or disagreeing with me. But I want to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 54. And I want to, I don't know where this will wind up tonight, but I really feel like the Lord told me to preach this or teach it or whatever. Now, you know, we got all this, the lights and the movements and the screens and everybody's rocking and rolling and that's good. Gotta have that. That's fourth dimension. That's the spirit, the Holy Ghost. It's important that you have fourth dimension in church services. But how many of you would like to go a little higher and get into the fifth dimension where God will give us patterns and show us things to come call us up into the heavenlies and show us how to do this. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 54 verse number 1 says Sing O barren thou that didst not bear break forth into singing and cry aloud thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married. Of the married wife, saith the Lord. 
enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. Spare not. That means don't be skimpy about it. Be generous about it. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Anybody that's an outdoorsman knows that the cords and the stakes are the strength of the tent when the wind gets to blow it. And he says, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. And then he says it again, fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shalt not remember the approach, the reproach, excuse me, of thy widowhood any more. With the help of the Lord tonight, I want to preach on sing, O barren. Sing, O barren. Sing. Sing about joy. But before I do that, I really want us to just, now don't do it because I ask you to, but if you are really in love with Jesus, I want you to raise your hands and I want you to lift your voice and let's give him the honor and the glory and the praise that he so deserves. Come on, let's show our God our devotion and our affection tonight. We love you. Woo! I feel that somebody's touching him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. You may be seated. There is so much of this. I was telling Bishop Williams the other day, preaching a sermon's like building a music project. Used to be making tapes and CDs and records. and Some of you go way back to even eight tracks. Some of you go back to 45s. Some of you don't. Even, some of you think that all a 45 is is a pistol. But somewhere you just have to, you just have to drop it and release it because you can just keep adding to it. And that's the way I feel about this message tonight because the Bible is so full of of powerful, powerful things. The Bible, the Word of God is magic, real magic, not black magic, not white magic, not purple magic. It's real magic. Not sorcery. Sorcery is deception and seduction. But the Word of God is magic. It has supernatural powers 
to it. And so, there's so much in the Word of God that the Lord takes. In fact, I was in a massive bookstore the other day with a friend in Indianapolis, and we were looking at books. And we began to talk, and the Bible says, this was a huge bookstore, and it was just wall to wall with books, floor to ceiling books. Oh, they had a room that was full of American history, and I just wanted to camp there for the rest of the week. Because I love history. Sadly, those that do not know history are destined to repeat history. But he was showing me that and I commented to him again, the Bible says in the book of John that if everything that could have been written about God had been written about the Lord Jesus Christ, his works here on the earth and things that he did in the short 33 years, 30 years that he was here on the earth, if all of that had been recorded in books, that the world could not contain the volumes. Now think about that. This is a big room. How many books? Somebody that's really good at calculus could probably figure out the average size of a book and the space that it takes and take the, the, not just the square footage of this, but the cube footage of this place you can put a lot of books in here. The Bible says, the Bible says that the world could not contain the volumes of all of the books of the activities of Jesus Christ. I see this math teacher, her mind is just whirling right now. The world could not contain the volumes. So he took all of that and he condensed it in a Bible. Brother Eddie's my help meeting. Here it is. Let me see your Bible. He condensed all of that and he put it in this book. This is condensed form. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And so we have all of the things, it's condensed. It's in that book. We can't have all of the volumes of it. But if we can somewhere or another get that back into its original form, there's a ton of power in that. That's why the devil wants to marginalize the word of God in your life. He doesn't want you to read the Bible. He don't even care if you shout and run the aisles as long as you don't know the word of God. In fact, if it'll keep you from knowing the word of God, he'll have you shouting and running the aisles, shouting and running the aisles, shouting and running the aisles just to keep you from the word of God. Because through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So in the book of Hebrews, the Bible tells us that there were people of God that could not enter into their rest. They could not go into their rest because the Bible says that when the word of God came to them, it was not mixed with faith. 
So just having the word of God doesn't help either. You got to mix it with faith. You got to say, I believe the word of God. You got to add faith to it. Now I got to digging around trying to find, you can find that word in the Hebrew or in the Greek, but it really is a, it's a, it's hard to define it. The closest word that I can come up to with that word mixed is our word constitute, reconstitute it with faith. Now, some of you don't know about this. This is years ago, but I think you can still go in a grocery store today and you can buy condensed orange juice. It's in a frozen package. It's in the freezer side of the store. That is condensed juice. You take that condensed frozen juice and you put it in a pitcher of water and it reconstitutes it back to its original state. All of that's in that word of God right there. But you have to add some faith to it. And when you get faith with the word of God, it's not just a little book sitting beside you on the pew in church somewhere. But when you put faith to the word of God, it reconstitutes it till it becomes. There are no words to describe what happens to the word of God when you put faith to it. So the next thing about that is faith. What is faith? Is faith a feeling? Come to church, man, Brother Isaac is slamming those skins. Brother JJ's rocking that B3. Brother Kendrick is just tearing up the keyboard. And Brother Matt, Matt? Yeah, Matt. Looking for him. I can't see. Oh, there he is in the lights. He's slamming that bass and, and the guitar and all of that stuff. And woo, you feeling it. I mean, the subs are just hitting you in the chest. You walk out there and say, man, I felt faith tonight. No, you didn't. You felt the subs. You have to learn the difference because emotion is not faith. Emotion can be a response in faith, but emotion is not faith. You gotta learn the difference because if you go by your feelings, you're gonna fall. You're gonna fail. You're gonna live in defeat. You're gonna live with no confidence in your life. You're... And it's hard to define faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. You gotta hear the word of the Lord. It doesn't come from painting pictures. It comes from hearing the word of the Lord. How many times in the Bible can I show you where there were prophets that the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to them? Most of the time when the word of the Lord comes to us, our surroundings 
and our environment is not, it does not portray the word of the Lord. It, it doesn't necessarily, hardly ever, in my experience, agree with the word of the Lord. Most of the time that the word of the Lord comes to me, the environment around me is in fierce opposition to the word of the Lord. Most of the culture around me is in opposition to the word of the Lord. Some of you don't know this song, you're too new. We used to sing a song. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me, but we have created a user-friendly, marketability church environment that parallels the world and so if you're not careful when the word of the Lord comes to you if you're not careful you will reject it because it is so adverse to the environment around you how many leaders in the Bible Show us this if we think this through and we pray it through. Noah, it's going to rain. It's going to what? I want you to build an ark. Every one of you need to take time out of your life and go to Kentucky and go through that replica. It will change your perspective of Noah forever. What that man accomplished was an engineering feat that was incredible. I'm not going to yell and scream just to make you happy. That boat was a scientific wonder of our day, not let alone his day. He did all of that off of one word, one time, one experience with God. I don't ever read again where God speaks to Noah till he says, get in the boat. He had one word from God and an opposing world that was full of the descendants of Cain and the descendants that were trying to kill him and his sons and trying to talk him out of building the boat that God had told him to build. And we can go through scenario. Abraham Get thee out of thy country. Get thee out of the land of thy kindred. Go to where I tell thee. Abraham, many of you don't understand. Abraham did not start out in Israel. Abraham started out in Iraq and Iran. That's where, he, that's where God talked to him. And he walked 600 miles. And how everywhere that he put his foot, God said that land belongs to you. Everywhere that he walked, he comes from the land of, 
of Shinar, he comes out of that, the, the city state of Ur. And I don't have time to get into this because I got to get to what God told me to preach tonight. But I have to establish the fact that some of you, the devil is trying to talk you out of your promise of God. And if you keep your eyes and your ears on your surrounding environment, it'll happen. He will talk you out of the promises of God because the environment around you is almost invariably contrary to the word of God. The environment around you will almost always give you an excuse to disobey and rebel against God. That's why we encourage you to come in church. Come to church on Tuesday night. Come to church on Friday night. Come to church on Sunday morning. Come to church on Sunday night. Come to church at six o'clock prayer every day. Why? Because you need a reaffirmation of the word of God in your life. The environment around you is hostile to the word of God. And it is the word of God that will save your soul. I said it is the word. Your shout ain't gonna save you. Your run on the aisle ain't gonna save you. Your talent ain't gonna save you. Your ability and your money ain't gonna save you. But the word of God, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall never pass away. There are contrary voices. There's always been voices. Through modern technology, we can amplify those devils now. Woo, y'all are quiet tonight. That, you know, I really like it. I'm also a college professor. They pay me $1,300 a session for me to lecture for three hours. Some of y'all, you did the same thing. I did too. Paid all that money to sit there and listen to some dude. I want to hear my voice. 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 They have technology to magnify the adversarial voices. I'm using a word you understand. But I'll give you a biblical word for adversary. Satan. That's what the word Satan means is adversary. He is always going to contradict the word of God in your life. Always. The minute that God gives you a promise, he's going he's to start planting seeds of doubt and unbelief and fear. If he can't get you to disbelieve it, he'll get you to believe in that you're not big enough to take care of it. You can't do that. There's no way you can live that way. It's amazing how people have the faith to get the Holy Ghost, but they don't have the faith to get victory over the addiction in their life. They don't have the faith to get victory over the depression in their life. They got the faith to get the Holy Ghost, but they don't have the faith to get that kind of spirit of darkness out of their life. Well, I'm preaching the way that you do it tonight is you replace all of those other voices with the word of God. Get the word of God. 
David said it like this. Thy word. Psalms 119. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, O God. Come on, clap your hands to him right now. In the book of Deuteronomy and in the book of Psalms, he said he sent his word and healed them. I'm not preaching you something that's just a theory that I found in a sermon book somewhere. I'm preaching experience in my life that turned my life around. That gave me the promises of God of victory. That gave me the promise of God of inheritance. That, pray, that gave me the promise of God of a future protege in my life. Future children. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this story. I'm so far off my notes, I don't even know how to get back to them, but I've learned a long time ago, follow the Holy Ghost. I don't know if this is gonna sing old Baron or not, Brother Judah. We're gonna try here in a minute. <clears throat> I really feel like telling this to some daddy and some mama. Y'all be seated so I can get down here and walk around again, okay? Or stand there at your pew. My wife and I took the church in Pueblo when I was 26 years old. We got married when she was 18, almost 19, and I was 19, almost 20. We got married real young. I'm not, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. All of you that are waiting to 35 to get married, I pray for you. I feel sorry for you. The growing together is awesome. 26 years old, I took that church. Almost four years later, God gave us our first child. When we had that child, I remember Brother Williams, the 225 bypass that goes to the east side of Denver through Aurora. We were at a district function there one night and I came home from church. We were at the hotel. I'll take you to the hotel. I'll take you to the room. I'll take you to the wall where it happened. Some 30 years ago. And we got in that hotel to go to sleep. And the adversary come in that room. And began to torment me. And began to tell me, yeah, you got your first son. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with your children. I'm gonna make drug addicts out of them. Remember your daddy was an alcoholic and your grandpa was an alcoholic and, and some of you, you got such a great lineage. You know what my lineage is? On my daddy's side, one of my grandpas started the Communist Party in America. That may not need, mean anything to some of you. I, I just don't have this pristine lineage. My daddy got the Holy Ghost when I was Born, the year I was born, I've never seen him drunk. I can't tell you how many times when God set him free from alcohol, he set him free. I can't tell you how many times I've walked in a store with my father and watched him reach right over all of the booze and grab a Diet Coke and shut the door and just keep right on walking. 
I'm sorry, Alcohol Anonymous. I appreciate everything that you do, but once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, is a lie from the pits of hell. I said it's a lie from the pits of hell. Once a drug addict, always a drug addict, is a lie from the pits of hell. Let me shoot a scripture to that devil. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. Clap your hands to the Lord tonight. I couldn't sleep in that hotel room. I got up and I started, I'm preaching to some daddies and mamas tonight. I'm preaching to some young couples tonight. I'm preaching about the promises of God's word in your life. I'm preaching about getting a hold of them and looking the devil eyeball to eyeball and say, this is my promise. These are the promises that God made to me. I began to pace the floors so that I wouldn't wake up my beautiful wife and my new baby that was laying there in that little portable crib. And I began to pray and the devil began to torment me. I'm gonna do this to your children. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make a spectacle out of you. You remember all the pastors that went before you in that city? I got every one of them and I'll get you. I'll get you through your children. Now some of you that have never had encounters with spirits and all of that kind of stuff, just pop your sleeping pill and just don't snore, okay? But I'm gonna tell you, if you're doing anything for God, Satan's gonna try to stop you. Somewhere you got to learn to roll up your sleeves and fight. The weapons of our warfare. He didn't say the peace treaties that we make with our enemies. He said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And I'm praying and I'm walking the floors. At about three o'clock in the morning, I was exhausted. It's like I wasn't getting anywhere. All of you that you just snap your finger and the devil goes away, pray for me. Sometimes it's a battle. Sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes it's just my flesh. Sometimes that's a worse enemy than the devil. About 3.30 in the morning, I leaned up against the wall and I said, God, I'm exhausted. I need you to help me. There were extenuating circumstances. I'm sure that it was connected to the, the, the victories that God wanted in that city. And I was just laying there with my head against that wall or standing there. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost come in that room. And God began to minister to me. And God made a covenant with me. Now I'm telling you all this because so many times 
Brother and Sister Williams, people have asked, Brother Elder, how did you and Sister Elder do such a great job raising your children? I, I don't know. I'm like every other parent. I've fought the fights that every other parent fought. I have had inconsistencies in my life just like you have. There have been times I've yelled at my wife. I know I, know I don't look like that now, but I have. There's been times she's yelled at me, believe it or not. What are you doing, brother? I'm preaching in the real world tonight. I'm preaching where we live. I'm gonna tell you something. If you're gonna keep on running these aisles, you gotta learn how to fight the enemy. The Holy Ghost come in. I'm gonna tell you the main reason why my children live for God today. I'm gonna give the credit to where the credit is due. I'm gonna give the glory to who it belongs to. I'm gonna tell you why my children live for God today. Because in a hotel room in Denver, Colorado, 30 years ago, the Holy Ghost made a covenant with me and began to show me, you remember when so-and-so, they would do lines of cocaine off of your desk, Paul Elder, second hour, eighth grade, Central High School. I won't tell his name, maybe one day God will save him. I don't know where he got the money to get that kind of cocaine. Uh, every morning, he would do lines of cocaine off of my desk in front of me. He was a drug pusher. He could have gave me LSD. He could have given me some, you don't even know this, but it's all coming back. They're legalizing it in our state. They'll legalize it down here. That's why you gotta walk with God. You gotta walk with God. You gotta have a word from God and you stand on it no matter what everybody else is doing. God showed me he showed that to me and he said, did I keep you? Did I keep you in the hour of temptation? I kept you from that temptation, didn't I? And I said, yes, God. And he showed me in high school where young ladies tried to seduce me and God said, I kept you, didn't I? I kept you when your flesh would have failed. I kept you. And I said, yes, God. You did. And he began to show me scenario after scenario where I would have failed if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. And he showed me step by step, this is what I did for you. This is what I did for you. And then he asked me this question, Bishop Williams. It's like God got in my face. And he said, do you think I'll be any less of a God to your children than I am to you? Do you think that I can't keep your kids just like I kept you? Do, hey, I'm preaching to you, Daddy. It pays. It pays to walk with God. He'll make a covenant with you. I said he'll make a covenant with you. 
Come on, mama. Come on, mama. Now, to where I really want to start preaching. God gives you a promise. You got to stand on it. He'll put that song in your heart, mama. I don't have time to go there tonight. But if I had time to go there, we would go to John the Baptist and his birth and his mama because she wrote a song about the miracle that took place in her life. And Elizabeth sings the glory of the conception of the promise in her life. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm not a woman. I have no desire to be a woman. There's no such thing as transitioning. I don't care what politician passes what law. I just come to tell you here tonight, if I was a politician, one of the planks in my platform would be, if you're trying to help kids transition, you're going to prison. That's one to run the aisles on right there. I've never been a woman. I don't know what it's like. I'm gonna get a little blunt here, okay? I'm not trying to be crude. I'm trying to be real. I don't believe in being crude. This gospel's too great to be crude. But you all know how children are born. You all know how conception takes place. And the desire for a woman to have a child is so innate in her. It's as strong as the desire in a man to have sex with a woman. That's the desire of the woman to have a child in most cases. Now, if you're not that way, don't feel like I have to be that way. No, you don't. Just be who God made you, okay? <clears throat> Did I scare you off, Brother JJ? I really need some music right now. And here is so much that I can't preach because I've got to stay where God told me to go. But the attitudes of barrenness it can become bitter, resentful. God, you're doing it for somebody else, but you're not doing it for me. Why do you do that for Bishop Williams, but you won't do that? That's a lie from the pits of hell. Your father loves you as much as he loves anybody else in this church. Why am I struggling, oh God? Why, why is Leah having all of these kids and I'm not? You gotta learn how to sing, Rachel. You gotta sing when you're barren. You gotta see it when God gives you a promise. You gotta learn how to sing in the face of opposition. 
you gotta learn how to talk the promise of God before you ever see it you gotta learn how to talk about how God is going to heal your marriage and you don't see any way that he can do it there's just no way in humanity and you are in an environment where that marriage will never be healed you have family members that want that marriage to fail you have everything going against you but God says what God has joined together let not man put asunder I come to preach whether you shout amen or not I come to give the word of the Lord I come to tell somebody you gotta learn when God gives you a word you see the word of God is the seed God begins to preach this is the bride of Christ and the word is the seed that goes into the womb of that church and I'm preaching to you tonight and I'm being as general as I know how because there are promises all over this church that God is activating but you gotta learn how to sing sing old barren Single barren, single barren, break forth into singing, talk about it, sing about it. I got work to do tonight. Have you ever seen a woman getting ready to have a baby? They will drive you crazy. You ready for this, Trevor? Three o'clock in the morning. The lights are on all over the house. She's cleaning. She's dusting. She's rearranging the furniture. She's setting this up. You set up in the middle of the bed. I gotta work in the morning. What in the world? I'm getting ready for this baby. I'm getting ready for this baby. She's nesting. That's what the Bible says. Enlarge thy tent. Start preparing for the revival that God is sending you. Start preparing, mama. Come on, I don't know who I'm preaching to. I didn't want to preach this tonight, but the Lord said, this is my word. Somebody clap your hands right now. Stretch the curtains of thy habitation. Talk about it. Talk about how your marriage will be okay. I'm preaching. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. There's some people that are struggling in their marriage right now. You've been, you've been looking for answers on Facebook. Ain't there. You've been looking for answers on Instagram, Snapchat. It used to be Twits, Twitter, X, whatever. Y'all are, y'all 
y'all are quiet. That's why I know I'm up in your business. God's up in your business. God's trying to stir your heart. If you'll get to looking in that closet, a few months ago while Bishop was preaching, God made you a promise and you let the adversary bury it with all kinds of doubt. You, have, you let the adversary talk you out of it uh, and throw you in a closet somewhere. Uh, you let the adversary, uh, you let the voices uh, of family members uh, that are on his side. Uh, come on now, don't sit there and look at me like a mule looking at a new gate. Uh, Jesus said a man's foes uh, shall be they uh, of his own household. Uh, if they don't have the Holy Ghost, they can't see like you see. If they don't have the Holy Ghost, they can't hear like you hear. If they don't have the Holy Ghost, they're going to talk you out of the promise of God. Somewhere you got to go in that closet. You got to start finding that promise again. So, Brother Elder, it's so dry. Well, I'm glad you said that. Because the Bible says in, I, in Isaiah chapter 32, and a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest and rivers of water in a dry place in the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. Isaiah 35 and 6. Then, then, in the driest place of their life, then, in the middle of a desert. Then, when everybody's saying you're stupid, you're retarded, why in the world are you believing that stuff? Then, shall the lame man leap. Oh, that's good. No, it was fulfilled in the New Testament, brother. I can show you the lame man at the gate called beautiful. I can show you Paul. The Bible says he looked and he perceived that he had the faith and he said stand up on your feet and I'm preaching to somebody tonight get up get up right in the middle of the desert get up right in the middle of the driest time of your life oh brother elder I've been backslid well for crying out loud get unbackslid don't make a big deal out of being backslid. We've all slipped and fell. Get up. Get up. Well, I just can't walk. You can. God said you can. Get up. Then shall the lame man leap as a deer and the tongue of the dumb shall sing shall sing Woo! for in the wilderness right in the middle of the worst trial you've ever went through right in the middle of the worst time and I'm preaching to people here tonight you've been putting it on you've been coming to church I used to could just run down these stairs and when everybody else is shouting Woo! you're shouting you're walking up here and you're putting an empty envelope in the offering so that everybody will thank you putting in the offering. 
you looking to look and you talking to talk but you really not walking to walk because the devil stole your victory the devil lied to you and you have succumbed to the environment that's all around you now I could get specific but I'm not going to because the Holy Ghost is preaching to this whole church and he's telling you sing 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 like you're not barren sing like the victory's already come sing like the waters are already flowing I want us all to stand right now I want us to lift our hands and I want us to worship him like you haven't worshipped him in a long time come on now now if I found you it's your natural tendency to just want to go somewhere and bury your head there are services for that but I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost you don't need to do that tonight brother you don't need to do that tonight in faith you need to lift your hands and you need to shout the victory and you need to shout the promises of God specific I feel a little maiden in this church tonight and you're heartbroken over what's happening to one of your parents in the Holy Ghost I can't tell if it's a dad or a mama Whoa! but I know what God's telling me and the devil's told you he has rocked your world and there's no hope and there's no victory but I'm telling you daughter of Zion you need to sing your victory tonight in the face of the unbelief come on saint of God I know I'm not talking to you but you need to sing with that little darling right now I said you need to sing with that little darling right now that's what the church is are struggling with your kids the devil is lying to you telling him I got him I got him but I'm telling you mama he doesn't have him come on mama I, I do not want to be like Hezekiah when the prophet came to him and said the enemy's going to come and take your family into captivity. And Hezekiah said, am I going to be alive when it happens? And he said, no. And he said, that's be the word of God. No, no, no. I'm like Moses. When Pharaoh comes and says, you can go worship, but you leave your babies here. I'm telling Moses, we ain't leaving one hoof. We ain't leaving one baby. We are, come on, mama. You need to see. Sing, Mama! Sing, Daddy! I know you're tired! 
just sing a little bit more. There's water in that desert. You don't see it, but there's streams in that desert. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I feel in the Holy Ghost. Some of you need to start praying in the Holy Ghost right now. For we know not what to pray. But the Holy Ghost will start praying for you right now. You don't know what to pray. But the Holy Ghost. I feel it right now. I feel it in this altar. Come on, mama. Come on, sister. Come on. Brother Elder. I don't know how to get out of this abusive situation. Sing. Sing. Pray. Get a hold of God. Sing. I don't know how to do this. Sing. Sing. Come on. The spirit of prophecy is in this building. The deliverance of God is in this altar. Sing.
Sim!